Hello, I'm Kristen Perman, and this is Updates You Didn't Ask For. Hi, friends, and rabbit rabbit. It's September 1st. It's my birthday month. I'm not one of those people that celebrates all month. Um, I don't even know what we will be doing for my birthday because we will be home, as has been the case for everybody who has celebrated their birthday this year. Back in March, when the lockdown for me first happened, March 6th, 6th to be exact, um, I thought, oh yeah, I won't be having my birthday in lockdown. I'll be on the road. Well, that's not going to happen. And listen, I am getting my head around my privilege and my selfishness and um, still trying to figure out how to support myself because this really truly is a marathon. We are in it for the long fucking haul. Today is an election day in Massachusetts. Excuse me. It's the primary election. I know we're voting for council people. Um... It's not, I don't think it has anything, it doesn't have anything to do with the presidential election, which is looming also. Um, I, I've been thinking a lot, as some of us do, some of us don't, and maybe that's, I always wonder about those people, you know, the ones that follow a simpler path and don't trouble about things and sort of just take things one day at a time, go with the flow. I truly think those people are probably happier. Um, not that I'm not happy and not that I don't have happy moments, but, um, this life has not been an easy one for me. So let's just leave that. Or as people like to say, let's put a pin in that one. What does that even mean? Does that mean like a pin on the map? The only thing I can think of is when it's, uh, you're trying to catch a serial killer and you're putting pins on the map and you're, and you're putting locations and you're pinning up photos and grisly details. That's the pin on the map that I think of. So I don't necessarily love that phrase. Um, I don't know what it means for someone else. Um, so yeah, I've been doing a lot of thinking about things. Um, I'm also very wordy these days because of the rate by which I keep posting these podcasts. Um, but whatever, uh, there's just me and my husband around the house right now. Uh, the kid has started school again, so I can't just FaceTime her at random. So I, you know, I have some things I have to say. Um, I was thinking the other day about my true self and what that really means. I was having a conversation with my husband about it and we were talking about me and my family, my family of origin and who I am and who I was when he met me. I'm sorry. I'm so phlegmy today. Should I just stop this? But I think it's a good episode start. So I don't want to, I mean, I could stop it and do one of those weird little musical inserts, but I don't want to do that either. And like I said the other day, I'm just going to clear my throat. I'm just going to do the things because we're just having a conversation, me and you. 
I was talking to my husband about, we were talking, oh, I know what it started. It started with him sending me an article from the New York Times about how everybody in Manhattan is flocking to the suburbs. And we were talking about how the town that we lived in, <clears throat> in New allergies are so fierce here. That's why I'm like a phlegm ball. And I do apologize. Um, you can hear it even in my voice. So the town that we moved to in New Jersey is one of the ones that everybody's moving to or wants to move to. Um, all the suburbs, all the bedroom communities of Manhattan, tri-state area are all booming right now. Houses are going for, you know, way over asking multiple cash offers. You know the drill. This, this happens. Um, and it made me think about, um, a podcast episode I was listening to where the young man was saying that they live in Manhattan. They have a small apartment. They rented a small apartment, two floors down on another floor in, in case they needed to quarantine and that they were looking at real estate for a hot minute outside of the city. And his wife said, what are you doing to me? Why would you put me in the suburbs where I don't know anybody? What are you, what are you thinking? And it made me think about how, when we finally made the decision that we were going to leave Brooklyn and go to the suburbs, I was on the subway going to Penn station to catch the train to go look at a house. And I had my very first panic attack, like such a heavy panic attack. I didn't know what was happening to me. I remember looking around the subway car and no one could help me. And the minute we got to the first stop, because we lived in Brooklyn, we had to go under the river. So it was a Wall Street stop. You guys, I practically crawled onto the platform. I was panting. I couldn't breathe. I had to take a cab to catch the train. And was that the start? I don't know. But I know that it hasn't really been until very recently that I felt like myself again. And does that mean that all those years of mothering were not, that was an aspect of me, but you know what? I listen, the suburbs were, were good to some degree for our kid in hindsight. I sort of wish we never left Manhattan or Brooklyn because I sacrificed a lot. I sacrificed myself and I didn't, I don't, I didn't, we talked about that, me and my husband, and we talked about the cost it has cost me, um, mentally, emotionally, um, my career wise, all of it so much that 10, that 10 year, you know, and we did talk about going back into the city when we left New Jersey, when we were leaving New Jersey, I, me was a big, big, big pusher for let's go back to Manhattan. Let's go back to the city. And a couple of our friends that moved to the suburbs did go back, which smart girls, smart people. Um, but we didn't, the kid had no desire. She didn't like Manhattan, which is ironic because now she lives there and lives in New York and it's her favorite place in the world. And she always knew she was going to end up there. And the mister really didn't want to. And I understand like we, the best thing we did for him and his career was him leaving corporate America when we left the East coast for the West coast and him going on his own. And all of that was so, that was so good for him. And, you know, listen, I needed to get the West coast out of me. I did. 
all those things that happened, not great. Couldn't have predicted it, but whatever. Um, so we talked about that and about how, you know, how I'm kind of coming back into myself. And I also said that like, you know, cutting off my paternal side of my family and putting up boundaries so that I could protect myself and heal from all of that that happened when my sister died. Um, that really was the reckoning, right? That was the rock bottom. <clears throat> that was my Phoenix rising moment. So I come to myself late, you know, I've always known who I am, but I've just been squishing so much of myself. And I was also talking about the fact that when I met a lot of my friends in that period of suburban Kristen, I, did I ever tell you that when I decided to go to acupuncture school, I, I cut off everything art. Like I wouldn't even, I didn't even tell people that I went to art school. I didn't tell anybody that I was an artist. I started dressing different. That was my Chico's and J Jill years. So maybe that's why I stopped dressing the way that I did because I needed a whole fucking switch. But in my head, I decided that I needed to, I needed to cut off my art side in order to embrace the science side. And so I didn't go to museums. I didn't look at art. I didn't do anything. The artist way and Flickr actually brought me back to my artist self. But by that point in my life, I had never really told anybody. I, everybody thought of me as an acupuncturist and a mom. And so when I came, came out with my art side, it pushed a lot of buttons because I had a lot of artist friends who I think felt threatened by, by me suddenly. Like, wait, I didn't know you could do this. Wait, I didn't know you could do that. And why didn't you ever tell me this? And I'm not making, I'm not like, I'm not like hypothesizing words. Those are actual conversation words that were said to me. So I get that it, I don't know why, you know, I guess, well, I do know why, because I can be very black and white in my life. I can be very black and white. And then after I had our kid and I had the trauma that I did with, with delivery and, and the postpartum depression and all of that, it changed me. And, you know, I kind of never dealt with it. I dealt with the postpartum depression a little bit, but then I just freaking soldiered on as I always have stuffing shit down, I guess. And it wasn't as bad as other times when I've, you know, had depressive episodes. So I just kind of soldiered through and I had a new kid and I had a kid to take care of and taking care of her saved me in so many ways. Especially after Leslie died, especially after she died. Um, having a kid made me get up in the morning, having a kid, uh, that needed me, made me need myself. You know what I mean? So we were having this talk about it. And then it led us to the talk about like, would we ever go back to New York city? And, you know, both of us thought for a second, sure. Yeah. But then also no, because it's not kind to old people and the kind of life you have to have there to, in order to succeed and to live, it's, it's a lot, but we both love it. It's only four hours away. So that's cool. And then we said, if we ever like, you know, had mad money, let's buy a small apartment there which was the leading up to the whole conversation of people leaving Manhattan and maybe, you know, real estate prices. Anyways, that was that whole circle there. 
You like that? You like how I let it back there? And we were talking about, um, I was talking about how Salem fulfills me on every level that living in this natural world, living with animals and birds and, and all of these trees and the woods and the ocean and, and New England and all of it just feeds me in a way that I didn't even know I was craving. And it made me think about my childhood and how I was basically outside my entire childhood. Granted, my parents forced us outside and said, get out of the house. But we were always on our bikes and, and Manhattan Beach um, the South Bay of Los Angeles was very, very different and wild when, <clears throat> when I was a child, there were swamp, there were swamplands all over. So you could just go catch frogs and pollywogs. There were these rabbit fields where the mall is now. And, and we would ride our bikes motocross style over there. We grew up on the beach. I mean, we really had a very natural childhood. And so in a lot of ways, I've gone back to all of the things that, that mean something to me living here in Salem. And I thought, well, maybe that's exactly why I'm going back into, I'm feeling myself and I'm exploring myself and I'm learning really who I am and who I want in my life and what I want to do with my life and, and all of these things, because this is a new phase for me, truly. And going back to school is one part of it. Um, and I chose a school in Boston instead of choosing the school that was closer to home here in the suburbs because I thought that um, I, wanted, I, I want a city experience. I want an urban experience. And I really like the part of town where my school is, which is cool because that school is also close to... Um, this amazing skate park that Boston has. If you are familiar with Boston, you know the skate park. And one of my goals, not just knowing how to dance on my roller skates, which I'm getting much better at. Like I practice every day and there is something to be said for practicing things every day. Um, but one of the things I do want to do is to be able to skate in a skate park. Um, and also there are just no fucking parking lots around here. Um, and as a rule follower, I'm scared that, that, um, you know, there's cameras everywhere. I don't want the fucking popo coming and trying to fuck with me just because I'm on roller skates in a parking lot where I'm probably not supposed to be. Private property and all that shit. So I'm figuring all that out. But what I'm really figuring out is um, I'm figuring out the call to wild that I'm feeling. Call to wild in my heart. A call to wild with nature. A call to wild with my roots my ancestry, a call to wild with my spirit and with my physicality, but in a different way because I've been doing different things on top of uh, cycling just to, I don't even know why. Not because I'm trying to get in more shape, but because at this point in my life, almost 56, in two weeks I'll be 56, literally two weeks, my birthday September 15th. Um... You know, I work out a lot, but you also, I'm strong. My heart's fit. I'm muscly. I'm strong. But you know what? I'm also 56 years old and there is a layer of, of, of fat that is on my body and it, it keeps me strong, right? 
And I don't even know if it's fat. It's just looser skin. There's crepiness. I'm rubbing my legs. That's what you hear. There's crepiness to the texture of the skin. There's wrinkles. There's all, there's cellulite. You know, there, there are any number of areas that I could point out to you. Like I can do push-ups, but I also have what I like to call um, bingo, bingo arms. <laughs> you know, with the, like I'm flicking it. When you wave bingo, the skin continues after your arm is stopped. Um, and listen, I'm not slagging on myself. I'm making jokes. And sometimes, you know, jokes are like, what? You know, it's the pain of the truth. Fuck that. This is, this is just the reality. A human body peaks and then it goes down. That's what happens, right? And I am grateful for it. As I said last time in my PS, I am grateful to be in this body, to be using it, to be able to... I, I expect a lot of my body and she is held up very well and she continues to hold up well. So I hate this saying. It really bums me out that I hate this saying so much because I actually have it tattooed on my body and I'm going to get it fucking lasered off and I'm going to get a different phrase um, with my daughter's handwriting on my body um, because that blob in charge took my it is what it is and ruined it. He's yuck. So the kid and I actually have a joke. Well, we don't have a joke, but we're actually going to get the same words because, oh my God, you guys, I was that mom every time when she would get out of the car when she was little, I would say, I love you. Make good choices. What the fuck? Make good choices? What the fuck is that? So we joke about it all the time. We get off the phone, make good choices. So we're going to both tattoo, make good choices on ourselves somewhere. We're also getting strawberry tattoos. And, you know, this is, this is who I am. This is my call to a wild. Maybe I'm just a wild strawberry. Goodbye.